dialed in to Box and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these studs. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. And brews. Bucks and brews. Welcome back to Bucks and Brews. Nick, we're getting a little better at uh, being weekly, weekly again. <laughs> and two weeks in a row, we're going to TikTok for our content. We are. I say TikTok's, uh, you and I just spend way too much time on it, but we, uh, get, we do. We get guests and we love that. And we love watching stupid people and cats. So, right. you know. Right. Um, guys, again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, as always, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. Um, David and I happen to be drinking the same thing, so I'm going to let David introduce what we're yes. drinking. I sponsored us tonight. I so after it. after our tournament on Saturday, which we took second place, which I was a little salty about. Yeah, Mike in, and, in the snow and sleep. Oh my god, it was yeah. miserable out. Yeah. Um, Mike and I went to Apoptosis, which is his buddy's brewery. Okay. And uh, sat there talking to Lance, one of the the oh, bartenders, oh. and I decided. I would sponsor us with their raspberry wheat. It has a really cool name. I don't know what the fuck that is. It's called raspberry wheat. So we're just going to call it raspberry wheat. What do you think of it, Nick? It's really, so it's mellow in the beginning. And then that raspberry comes out really, really strong at the end and keeps growing in your mouth. It's kind of a, it's a really fun beer for me. I like it. Wheat. Is. I like wheats because it does this all the time. Yeah. And it's more of a surprise in the end, but it's, it always catches me off guard because of how much that raspberry grows. So so um, yeah yeah really 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 excited for today's episode um let's say again another tiktok famous celebrity soon soon we'll have them all on here so i i found rachel we're going to introduce her here um on tiktok she was talking about um her debt journey yeah which i listened to that one video i sent it to you and i'm like we have to talk to her so rachel why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you are drinking so uh i'm rachel you can find me online as the uh black millennial woman uh kind of self-explanatory there and tonight i've got um from old sam salem brewing which is a local brewery here in roanoke virginia i've got their sweet caroline which is a mexican lager with a little bit of lime um it uh has a flavor profile kind of like a dos Equis. so um i really like that that sounds delicious. That sounds like something we should try. Yes, it does. Um, yeah, I'm very, very excited. Um, so, Rachel, all right, let's start from the beginning. Um, we talked that you had a debt journey, so that means you were in debt. So walk me through how you got there and what you did to get yourself out. Yeah. So um, I guess full disclosure, I am still working on getting myself out of that debt, um, but life happens if uh you know i'm perfectly honest i'm you know in my mid-30s i've been married i've been divorced and one of the life lessons i will happily share is be on the same page with finances with your partner um you know prior to marriage i had a great almost 800 credit score you know i was rocking and rolling and then afterwards life happened and we made some less than savvy financial decisions um 
And while we remain good friends, like no shade to uh, him at all, like I, I still love him dearly, but we were not good life partners uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, so when we separated, you know, we divvied things up and I took on a lot of the debt because I also had a lot of the financial responsibility in the relationship. So um, I took that with me along with my freedom. Uh, <laughs> and I have uh, no regrets. So just um, after I, I left, I was living in Texas. Uh, I got the job opportunity to move to Virginia. And I was just like, this is a turning point in my life. I'm going to pick up and move. And then COVID hit like a mm -hmm. few months after I picked up my life and moved. Um, and everything just kind of went sideways. So I've kind of restarted uh, my debt journey and um working on digging out of that hole you know i had like no shade to past me for the decisions that she made like i did the best i could um during the time and now i can do better i know better and i'm working to do better so that's sure, where good, i'm at good for you now did your company so what do you do for a career so what do i do for a career career. So I um, am the founder, founder and CEO of Triforce Life Designs, and we do small business uh, and personal finance coaching and consulting. Um, I have previously worked in the financial services in industry as a registered uh, financial representative. Um, my educational background is um, in accounting and finance got my mba done a few things uh with money but my company is we work to um help people just um better themselves and um <laughs> sorry our tagline is you know build the life you truly uh want to the, the life that you truly desire and deserve you know, redesign your relationship with money and redesign your relationship with your life kind of thing. That's great. Um, so I guess you're, you moved your company to Virginia then? Uh, I actually started it here in Virginia. Uh, I started it last year, okay. um, this one. So what, I so, guess, sorry, did your, now you had a job before COVID. Did the company pay you to move there? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, part of my debt journey was, uh, the moving expenses oh. to, uh, break my lease and pack my stuff and move a thousand miles away from home, no. basically. Um, no, so I did busy. that, but it was, it was an opportunity and I was just like, you know what, my life's in, you know, this is just a turning point in my life. So I'm going to take this leap of faith and head over. And um, like I said, the pandemic hit, we all went to remote work and that didn't like, ironically enough, that didn't suit me, but now most of my work is remote <laughs> anyway. So I guess it kind of grew on me. Um, and so I've, I've changed uh, positions a couple times. Uh, I've been, I was previously before I started my company, I was the chief financial officer of a small nonprofit in the area. Um, which was really cool, um, sure. but I've just, um, ideally, my goal is to not have to punch anyone else's clock. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, and, and say congrats for starting a business and coming out of it. Um, and do you, now are you, do you have any employees for your business? Right now, it's just me, but okay. I'm hoping that 
this uh, well i'm not hoping by the end of the year i want to have at least two more employees because i don't know if you saw my my video about uh me doing my business taxes i was just like i said before that i was going to hire some people to help me uh and i didn't do that and i was just like it's um employees are an investment they're not an expense they're an investment and um it's just really smart that like do what you excel at and hire out the rest sure and it's, it's it takes a lot for people to learn um from a business owner because you you know you have different mindsets right like nobody can do it as good as i can or hey this is easy enough for me to just go do i'm just going to go do it not realizing how much time it takes to go do those things and then everything else piles up and that's why we work you know 18 20 hours a day and you're like mm -hmm. man you know trust me it's it's so hard for me to get something shipped from home depot um when i'm like i could just go drive to the dang place realizing that takes two hours and i'm like i gotta learn to just get better at this well, that's one of the one things don had to start learning was you know yeah i can sit here and do all the social media for break room therapy or i can have more time to you know cultivate relationships and have somebody else do half of the social media for break room there because of course she's hands-on she doesn't give any of it all the way up yep but she knows that sometimes you just got to hire somebody to do some stuff so that she can get the actual real stuff done yeah and as i say um so all right you're you're in your debt journey currently for yourself um you know why don't you tell us what you're doing to get yourself out of it so the first place that i started um, after I just, after I came to terms with the realness. So I feel like that, that is step one. You, you have to come to terms with the gravity of the situation. Um, there's a scene in one of my favorite movies, Shopaholic, where she sits down with her best friend and they go through all of the bills and they like drink wine. Uh, and if that's what you need to do, that's what you do. But you have to like sit down, gather up all your bills. If you borrow money from friends, write it all down, sit down and like actually come to terms with the situation that you're in. And then um, like figure out what your income is, figure out what's um, going out and then be like, okay, is there any way I can spend the money that I have more efficiently or can I make more money? Those are typically your only two options. You either got to spend the money that you have a little bit more efficiently than you are uh, and then reallocate that money to paying down debt or bring in more money. And ultimately there's only, there's always going to be life expenses, life cost money that's just the world we live in so then it's you know making more money so i came to terms with everything that i owed owed in the realness and i have started looking for ways to increase my income and then negotiating with my creditors which was uh the video that you found and uh so i've been on the phone um which stereotypical millennial I don't like phone calls. I don't want to call people. Um, but this is absolutely the place where the help chat won't do it. You have to pick up the phone, call the numbers, and actually talk to a human. Um, and you absolutely can negotiate your debt. There are companies that you can work with to negotiate your debt. There are legitimate companies. There are a lot of scams out there, but they're all legitimate companies that you can work with to help you um, negotiate debt. I chose to do it myself. Um, because I don't know, it's just one of those things, hands-on, uh, maybe know-it-all mentality. But uh, that was just something that I 
chose to do myself. So I've just been calling my credit card companies to get lower interest rates for one so that the payments are more manageable. And then uh, with more manageable payment, more of my money can go to the actual principal of the debt instead of 29.99% interest rates. Sure. Um, that's a it's huge. I mean, you know, most people don't believe that you can actually just do that and people are willing to work with you and, um, you know, because they know that they're going to make millions of dollars off of, you know, your $10,000 purchase. So, well, you know, we've had Vanessa on many, many times and, mm-hmm. and I sat down with her and talked about her debt. And, you know, I told her, I said, let's knock out some of these small things because most people need wins. And the first time Vanessa came on the show to talk about what she did, she was like, yeah, that doesn't work for me. Yep. I need to get rid of the highest interest rate. Cause I don't want to spend that much money. And I'm like, Hey, that's fantastic because most people need a win. You know, I, I need to pay off this $2,000 bill instead of the $10,000 bill because I have to have a win. Yeah, and she goes, I don't something. care about the win. I want to get rid of the, the smartest debt first. Yep. So, Rachel, what what type of Debt's debt payer are you? Do you need those wins or are you okay just, you know, attacking the stuff that needs to go away the quickest? Um, so I ran the numbers on both. Uh, they talk about the snowball versus the avalanche method all the time. So I, I ran the numbers and it did not make a whole lot of sense. It, like it didn't make a whole lot of financial difference one way or the other. So I'm a small win person. I need to like knock out my smallest debts first. And because I was able to negotiate the interest rates on several of my cards, that helps a lot. So even if I do have a few cards that are a little bit more monstrous in the amounts, um, I still have a win, you know, it, it now makes more sense for me to pay off the smaller cards, uh, some of which I was not able to negotiate lower interest rates. So I say money both ways, doing it that way. Sure. And sorry, I want to head yeah, back, hit, hit back to one of the biggest things that you said when you were when you were talking about it. Um, the biggest thing that people need to do is write it down, right? You, mm-hmm. need to, you need to come to agreement, but like really like writing it down is absolutely key. So that way, you know, what you have and where where it needs to go <clears throat> because otherwise you just oh hey yeah oh, i remember i have this this bill and this bill and then you forget about something but like if you have it written down fully like this is what i owe this is what i have now you have that end goal completely there and and writing things down you know you said you i'm a millennial as, as well myself um i'm the opposite of you i absolutely love talking on the phone um i think that texting and you know the the self help chat line thing that on the computer i'm like you know i'm very blunt and forward like it'd be like what do you need lumber i'm a, <laughs> like, I'm a gen xer i don't want to talk to anybody oh you know if, if it, like home depot will pop up can we help you today yes i need a light oh here's a million lights to choose from no i want an outside light here's our outside light. god dang it i need a silver light. <laughs> like i don't you're supposed to be able to read my, if i call i'll be like hey i need a silver light for outside that has like a glass globe around it great okay cool like this one sir yep that's the one thanks <laughs> like look at my old orders this is what i need well she and she had said it too she doesn't like to make phone calls but, but that, that's how how you get this stuff down so you know i've told you before one of my best friends mikey got into a ton of debt yeah and my wife called as his girlfriend and said we got to get rid of this debt i guarantee you everybody has that friend that doesn't mind talking on the phone yep get them to call your debtors with you 
Yep. And they will help you negotiate if you really can't make those calls. Because unlike Rachel, I'm not calling anybody ever for anything. I don't want to talk to you on the phone. I don't want to know you. <laughs> I'm happy to just never talk. Yeah. But sometimes you have to. And at that point, find a friend or a spouse or somebody that's a com- happy a to company do that. that's out there to yeah. do that. If, if, if it scares you that much or you hate it that much, pay the, pay the money. But excuse me, you understand that, you know, you could do just what they're doing as well. So um, now are you still currently using your credit cards or just paying them down? I am for the most part, just paying them down. I have one credit card that I use for um, stuff, you know, you, you get cash back on it. But for the most part, I'm like, I need this to go away. <laughs> as quickly as possible um so for the most part um i'm currently in the cash is king camp sure um i i was gonna make the the point um and and it, you can call it cheap you can call it whatever but i remember going into all my lunch places let's just call it subways or anything like that and uh i never tipped for any of that stuff right because i went and walked myself through this service and i realized yesterday or today whatever it is that the reason i carry cash is so that way i don't have to answer the button of do i want to tip because mm. i mean really my answer is no you never tipped you before and you never like nothing has changed you're making you know, technically you fight for your own wage but i was like man i just got my eight dollar or i got my dollar and something back and i was like great this is this is mine and I, I just overspend and give it because a stupid screen is asking me do i want to spend more money i always just say no that, that a lot of times that's the thing square or whoever it is will yeah. just pop up Oh, see, usually it pops up 10, 15, 20%. Other, no. I'm like, pass, but I just, it's so much easier for me to pay cash. That way I know that I take that $1.50 and there it goes. And people are like, it's so cheap. And I was like, no, it's only cheap because like it's the new normal right now. If if I I use cash, I don't get one and a half percent back (laughs) and I need my money. I don't, I don't, I don't do credit cards, my man. I do. Um, So, all right. Now you, you also mentioned, look, you have two options, right? You can um, work harder or spend your money differently. And I'd love to have this fun conversation with you because you are a millennial and I happen to be the opposite of David where, you know, the old saying is like, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, go, go earn it, go do it. Um, and I'm actually pretty for that, right? Like, go work your overtime, go get that second job, go do all this type of stuff because you can make your own future. Um, And then, you know, I'm, I'm actually not as much for like, Hey, stop buying the, the Starbucks, stop buying the stuff. I still think you need to look at that. Cause like we talk about, Hey, you don't need Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, all the 50 million, you know, pick one to make your life keep going or whatever it is, but you don't need all these things that are out there. Um, I need all those things because I have a wife. That's true, but she doesn't let me get rid of them. So, now what did you you opened another business, so you're generating a second income. Now, did you cut anything out of your life or reallocate your monies in any different way? Um, some, but uh, one of the things that I did recently, and you can see the video uh, on my TikTok page, is talking about the aspirational budget. What does your money and expenses actually, like what is the life that you want? And what are you actually spending your money on in the life that you want? Um, there is only so much spending down you can do 
And there is a point where your mental health and well-being suffer because you're you're spending so little and you're trying to pay down debt. Uh, I am absolutely not one of the people in the camp where it's just like, no, everything has all, all, it has to be super frugal and you spend down to like nothing but necessities. I'm like, I'm absolutely not because I'm going to be miserable the whole time and I'm not going to stick by that. So like, I'm going to go get my beer from my local brewery or I'm going to go get my coffee from the local coffee shop and I'm going to tip. Right. <laughs> um, that's just me personally. Um, so at, there is a point where it just makes more sense to find ways to increase your income. There's only so much spending down you, you can do. Um, so yeah, what was I, your question again? <laughs> no, sorry. So you, 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 you haven't really changed your spending habits too much. Like you're not, um, you know, you're, you're still doing the same. And don't get me wrong. I tip, I just don't tip on fast food. Let, let's be clear. So if it's a coffee shop, yes. If it's a brewery, yes. But like fast foods, right? And I'm not, I'm not walking into Little Caesars and going, hey, give me a $5 hot and ready. And somehow I just paid you $7 for this hot and ready. There's a Little Caesars that has a $5 hot and ready. $5.55, whatever it is. No, bucks. it's like six bucks now. I don't know. I just paid. <laughs> and yes, I don't, I don't give them a tip either. Like, so again, but if you go to a local pizza shop. If I go to a local spot. I tip them. Even if I pick it up, I, I give them at least two bucks. I, my wife always goes, picks up pizza. It was like normal go out, I guess. If we go out to eat on a constant. So, but if it's like, well, I, I get pizza from a place over in Granville and Diamos. Yeah. Diamos. Yeah. I, love yeah I always give them a couple bucks. If I'm picking it up Greco's and in, in Kentwood, I give yeah. them a couple bucks. Yeah. But you're not doing it at pizza. Hut. Fuck no. No, that's so, pizza. Hut. All right. I know we're going to get sidetracked because that's who we are. <laughs> Here's the question. No. And this isn't what this is about, but I, I want to ask this. So I've, I've changed my mind because I've always been the guy to round up, but I am no longer doing that. Okay. Round up where? Taco Bell. No, fuck that. McDonald's. No. Uh, what was the one? Oh, I actually, just used to do it all the time when I worked there 28 years ago or I, whatever it was. I rounded up uh, just yesterday at Firehouse Subs. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'll explain why I did it. Um, but like all these, and so I'm stopping and it takes so much of me to stop. Hey, do you want to run up the three cents, the five cents? And my answer is no. So much now, especially this year. Like that was my big goal this year. Why? Because, because of you people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I say, I, when I say that it's because, um, you guys are complaining that people aren't getting paid enough. Wait, wait, wait. When you say you people, you liberals. Oh, liberals. I didn't know <laughs> so, you were talking about the brown people. No. Oh God. Yes, yes. The uh, the Persians out there. Yes, the Persians no. out there. No, you you liberals. Um, but what I will say is, is the fact that okay, you know what? If if I think that minimum wage shouldn't be fifteen, that's fine with me. We could debate that some other time. Um, but the fact that the company is making billions of dollars and these people are not getting, um, they're they're not getting pay increases but the company's getting that huge of a tax write-off because it's my money that's giving it's, them the tax write-off. It's write your money that they are donating to charity and yes. they are getting their tax write-off on the money that you gave them. And so, right, and that, and that like, it pisses me off so yes, much. Yes, it is should. I, I can't take that tax write-off, so it bugs me. So I've, I've stopped doing that. Um, How many times do you think you go to a place that asks you to round up a week? Oh, a week? I mean, you think about it. Speedway asks if I want a dollar. I mean, a week. Okay, let's just... just give me ballpark. Ballpark, seven to... 10 so let's say 10 okay so 
That's 10 times every week you go to a place. That's 520 times a year. Yeah. Let's say all you round up is five cents. Yeah. Okay. You could take that five cents. Let's say it's 10 cents because I like round numbers. Yep. That's what is it? Five dollars and 20 cents? Yeah. That you can just donate to somebody. I could. And probably they will do better with that money than whoever these idiots are giving it to. Because a lot of times they give it to the United fucking way. And the United fucking way doesn't help people that really need fucking help. Well, and it's hard. But so the reason I did it at uh, Firehouse Subs is so it goes to local first responders. It does. Um, local. I would do it for them. And so I asked, I said, all right, how much of it goes to it? And they said all of it, every dime. We don't take a penny of it because normally when you donate, you know, it's like 10% or 8%. But it's every cent of it. So actually, I rounded up to at my daughter's scholastic book fair. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. So the lady behind it, actually, she must have been for our school district type thing. And I said, it was 40 cents. And I said, hey, how much, you know, this 40 cents, what does it go for? And how much of it goes for it? And she goes, all all of it. All of it goes to us. And then we get to go buy books with it. Um, So it's not really a tax write-off in the sense it's just, Hey, we're all pooling our money extra. And then they get to go buy more books and put them into the libraries and do these types of things. And I said, great, have my money. It's yours. It just happens to be a little jar over here. That isn't, but yeah. if, if I'm giving a corporation a tax write-off and I don't get to see that tax write-off, I'm not doing it anymore. So that's how I'm looking. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, but it's very hard for me because like Taco Bell, which I eat 15 times a day. Um, True fact, I had because you love tacos. I had some work done on my mouth uh, a while back, and uh, I had to eat soft foods. So for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and fourth meal, I ate Taco Bell four times in one day because it was soft. Um, but you know that being said, is you know I they're like, hey, do you want to do you want to do it to help uh, employees go to college? And I was like, man, that should be something that this company pays for. And I've done it like every time because I'm like, man, I really want you to succeed. And like, that's how my brain works is like, I want you to succeed. I hope that you're going to college and you're taking my money. But at the end of the day, it's really not how it's doing. It's not how it's working. It just pisses. So it, it takes a lot for me not to do it because I mean, I am a giving person, like don't tell anybody, but <laughs> I have a reputation to uphold. Um, so yeah, I just, I'm trying to work on me. <laughs> a lot this year so be giving in better ways i i'm i am giving in better ways right now yeah just don't just don't, don't round up at you know fucking mcdonald's yeah screw them but dude all right so it's really hard because ronald mcdonald i know it's McDonald's. ronald mcdonald house is great it's amazing isn't it it, like, is, it yeah, is fantastic things they do the- that's a wonderful thing but you can give to them without saying to mcdonald's yeah have my extra 20 cents yeah round it and, yeah yeah but it's just so it's it's hard because this is what happens, Rachel. We sit here and we go off for <laughs> two minutes on shit that had nothing to do with what we were supposed with to be topic, talking about. Um, it's just yeah. stuff that eats us alive all day, every day, and uh, corporate America greed. Uh, because dang those people. No. Um. So anyway, back to it. You're you're spending. So you you've you haven't really cut much out of your life. Um. For how you're living, because one thing David and I agree upon is mental health, because. I tell you what, I mean, if you have to cut everything, you're sitting in a dark room, you know, with the very, very basics and you're just, you know, it, it reminds me of back when I was a kid and you yourself, you, you said you're mid thirties, late thirties. Um, you know, when, when you had to wait until nine o'clock to get on your phone because it was three minutes <laughs> um, or, you know, then it became seven and you were all excited because then you had two hours to talk to your friends because your parents would let you talk from seven to nine. You're like, oh my gosh, you can find you young people. Yeah. 
<laughs> I called my friends. It was long fucking distance, and I had the rotary fucking yeah. phone. Okay, right, but yeah, but you were rich, so it was way different. But <laughs> right, I was um, rich. I had a push button that sounded like it was rotary. Yeah, um, you know, so I we agree that like and that's why I say I'd rather go earn the money than cut my lifestyle, right? Because I know that when I go earn the money, I don't change my lifestyle to be like, oh, now I can afford fifteen extra beers. Nope, I still have the same beers. I just sit at the bar and drink all night until I pass out. And say <laughs> it's the same amount. But and 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 I think that's where there's a huge problem with with what's happening with what people are saying. Hey, you have to cut everything and stop going to Starbucks. And it's like, man, what if that's that one thing that gets that person up every day? Like I had an I had an addiction to, to energy drinks. Right, I drank them from age probably I don't even know fifteen to. I'm 34. God, I'm gonna be 35 this year. Probably till I'm 31. You're an old fuck. I did. So 31. And uh, I ended up with a hole in my esophagus because I have acid problems and all that. But like I stopped for three years. And there's still not a day that I'm like, oh man, I really want to. But like I know what got me up every morning. Like when I was having a bad day, I used to work 3 a.m. to 1 p.m. But like I know what that like when I got to work, just that crack ice cold energy drink, just like, all right, all right, I can do this. And it was like mellow. And I'm like, man. I can make this day happen. That feeling, if I didn't have that, like, oh, I don't know how, like, I would never do it. I wouldn't, that would not be the number one thing I'd cut out. Sure. Well, if you're not willing to cut that out, then, then cut going out to eat fat. Like then I'll just be depressed because I'm not out to eat. <laughs> like, but again, you and I are big on budgeting. Very much. When you look at all of these things, what do you, what do you spend a month on energy drinks? Back then? Yeah. Uh, Let's call it $3 a day every single day. Okay. Right? But. That's what That's people are $90. spending at Starbucks. Right. Well, they're spending more because they're buying. Well, depending on, what, yeah, yeah, depending on what they're buying, but yep. they might not do it every day. But sure. still, still, yep. if that gets you through your day without wanting to either a beat the shit out of somebody or <laughs> say, jump off the roof. Yep. That that's an okay expense to me. It's a very, it's a great expense. Right. Um, so what, um, now, it, how long how long did it take for your business to open and you to start making money so that way you could start getting on this debt? So, um, I uh, so I think uh, because this is not the the first time I have opened my own business. Um, I mean, I think it maybe took me like seven days to get the paperwork filed and everything, uh, sure. get the like legal framework done. Um, and then because I was just doing other stuff in my life. And one of the, one of the things that I admitted um, was it took me a while to start running my business like a business and not a hobby because I was still working um, full-time yep. job and doing other things. Uh, I've recently gone back to school to start my uh, doctoral program. So that as um, like, that's a whole nother thing. Um, it's a whole lot of debt. <laughs> um, so um, yeah. Um, I think for me personally, it was about three months before I got okay. my first client. Um, but that's because I was not being a full-time business owner. Sure. Uh, if I'm being perfectly honest. No, and that, like, that's what we want is honesty because, you know, I, I worked in a day job up until uh, the second time in October, but like the first time I did it for 10 years, 
upright during COVID in a couple months past. And I owned my business and my business is fine. Right. And then, um, but once, you know, you're just half-assing two things, right. Is the way I look at it. Right. Now, you know what I'm going to say? Full-assing one thing. Is Ron Swanson said, never, never half-ass two things. Whole ass. Whole one ass thing. one thing. Baby. <laughs> Ron Swanson. It's, it's, I know what I ordered, son. <laughs> it's like, um, I know more than you. Right. But, you know, so it, it's, when you take your business and actually treat it like a business, you'd be so much more surprised of how far you can get when you're giving it full effort. Um, the, the, the question is, can you hold yourself accountable to make sure that you're actually doing it full time? Right. Um, Cause there's times where you're like, Oh man, I just, I made an extra 20 bucks more than I thought. Cool. I'm going to take this little, I'm going to, I'm going to get out early on Friday and go drink with my friends. Nope. Got it. Got to do this. So I mean, I say no a lot. <laughs> so well, you know, I I remember when I was much more poorer than I am now. I drank cheaper beer. Yeah. Because I could get cheaper beer in a greater quantity than I could get really good beer. So I drank, you know. I, I tell Mike all the time, I'm like, yeah, when old Chicago was open, I would go and I would drink, you know, my four beers that they allowed, you know, on your card. Yeah. And then I would drink old style the rest of the night because I could get a 16 ounce old style for a dollar fifty. Nice. And by the time I drink four real beers, I can't taste the old style anyway. <laughs> it's just holding the buzz. I'm a happy guy. Right. Um so you're going back to school to get your doctoral. Is that is that getting all are you taking debt for that? Currently, no. So um, there are a lot, like, you, you don't have to necessarily, the, depending on your route, um, you don't have to necessarily uh, go into debt for your doctorate. Um, most doctoral programs are through, like, fellowship or grant work or, like, um, cheap labor programs. <laughs> that's, that's kind of mean, but a lot of doctoral programs, you actually work uh, as an undergraduate professor for the universities. There's all sorts of fellowships. And um, one a piece of advice I got very early was uh, never pay for a doctorate. Um, so a financial advisor gave me that advice several years ago when I was thinking about it, they were like, never pay for a doctorate degree. Mm. Um, there are absolutely uh, doctoral degrees that you can pay for and programs that you can do. Um, and they typically have a lot less uh, barriers to entry than some of the um, traditional doctoral programs. And they all have merit. It's just whatever works best for you. Um, and at the end of the day, it's about whether or not you're going to stick with the program. And, and um, you know, if it's something that you want to do, this is just a point of like, I am doing this. This is something that I've talked about since I was in elementary school. I want this for me. So it's going to get done one way or the other. And it just so happened um, that this is the juncture at my life where I'm taking that leap. Sure. Uh, another side note, I'm, I'm actually going to pay for my doctorate. Um, I have no, I mean, I've gone to school, but I have no degrees. In you, you don't have an associate yet. Nope. I have nothing. Um, but I can actually pay another country and I can pay somebody in there to actually get me my doctorate. And it's going to cost me about 4,000 bucks. Um, so I'm going to get my doctorate. Um, it, the only reason is, is because I have medical doctor friends and other people, my, my wife's in the medical field. Um, and they're all doctor, this doctor, doctor and stuff like that. You just want somebody to say doctor. And I'm going to force them to have to call me Dr. Nick. Right. And uh, H have you seen spies like us? No, you, you need to watch that. Say, but, at one point it's doctor, doctor, doctor. doctor, doctor. 
Um, but like you know, and it, so to me, it's just it's going to be for fun, and I. But I'll have a piece of paper that states it, and it'll be um, one of my. You're in Virginia. One of my very close friends is in West Virginia, and he's uh, the head of infectious diseases for West Virginia. Um, and so I just I love to mess with him, and to me, it just once I get that four thousand extra like fu money, uh, that's what I'm spending it on. I know what I'm doing, and it'll be legal. It will be legal. I I, I told both Christy and my daughter at one point I'm like I really think I need to go get my master's yeah and they go do you really want to do more school I really fucking don't <laughs> so I'm probably not going to get my master's because I just don't want to do any more school but Rachel likes school though it seems like it I mean I like school but I don't want to work that hard <laughs> uh I'm an academic masochist I will absolutely own up to that um so yeah, yeah I'm a glutton for punishment when it comes to academia um so this is just something that I wanted to do and I've always said I'm going to do it. So here I am doing it. Um, do happen. I need, do I need this for anything? Absolutely not. But um, <laughs> like, you said, <laughs> like you said, I want somebody to call me doctor. Um, well, her and I might be new best friends because yeah. <laughs> literally I got my bachelor's in finance because it was just something I felt I needed to do. It didn't, get me any further in my career it didn't make me any more money i was just like you know i never finished my bachelor's i want my bachelor's i went back and i got it in finance and i graduated with high honors because i can and literally i just did it to have the damn piece of paper and work paid for most of it so you know and that's and so trust me we're paying for it i absolutely love it i think it's great but one thing i'll tell you is you know i am of the mindset d's get degrees right they do, but it's a lot better when you can say I graduated with honors. I'll take this. No, you. Um, you know, I, uh, I think sure it's it, and that's something to be proud of. It's a personal accomplishment, right? But I don't think unless you're a lawyer going for something ridiculously huge to walk in. I mean, look at you, right? You had honors, you did everything, and your company did nothing for you. Oh yeah, I don't get fucked. Right. So to me, again, I could walk into the same position you're in, have D's have you know the lowest whatever and still get the exact same outcome as you until right? last may i didn't qualify to have my job <laughs> say but you know what i'm saying like you understand what i'm going with oh, that, yeah, right? totally. like so to me I, i've never i've never i've never looked at my personal doctor and gone hey man where'd you go to school what were your yeah, grades are you john hopkins and did you graduate top of your class no i look and go hey do you know how to count a pulse and make sure i'm still alive yep okay great see ya because i'm gonna be that dick yeah did you ever smoke pot with johnny hopkins <laughs> johnny hopkins and, and slow catering. um so i will i will add um because this is as a black woman i have to point out that my credentials are always in question i walk <laughs> into a room and people are automatically like do you belong here prove it Huh. so that and that is a point of fact for black women in a lot of places across the united states sure. um and also black women are one of the fastest growing demographics in the doctoral field where um we're not, here being over <laughs> we're not here being uh over educated over educated so um yeah not only it's it's for me um true but also uh, it adds clout and things sure. like that. I am like certified out the wazoo um, 
simply because of who I am as a person. But I, I walk into the room and people are like, are you qualified to be here? I don't know. They just look at me and question whether or not I'm qualified to be here. And now I've got all the checks and balances and dotted, you know, dotted my eyes across my T's and it's like, absolutely, I am qualified to be there. There is no question. Are yeah. you qualified to be here? <laughs> yeah, my answer is always no. I, uh, I'm, I'm in the real estate field and trust me, like when I tell you, I, I literally dress like this no matter where I go. Um, it, it, it's always funny because people will go to the people with suits. What shoes did you wear today? Oh, I have slide sandals on. Right. Yeah, just some literally. Um, I yeah. I didn't put pants on until it was time for practice. <laughs> Say, um, you know, so and and but no, I, I didn't know that black women are oh, literally yeah. the number one that's going to get doctorates. That's amazing. Um, and I'm sorry that people judge the fact that hey, you have to figure out if you're qualified to be there because well, that's one of the things that you know you and i i mean i'm brown but i i'm white passing you are so you and i don't have to deal with those things because people look at us and they're like well they're white guys are fine whatever but there are issues out there that you know you and i can't necessarily relate to right we don't fathom it it's just not something that commonly comes up with us um no you know and and trust me there's things that we deal with that i'm just so the difference is you're willing to fight for it. And I just find it as a normal aspect of things, right? Because I know literally having this giant beard looking like I'm a homeless bum that walks into a real estate meeting and there's guys in suits with their, I'll wear a watch once in the blue, but like, right. People walk up to them. Like, oh, Hey, I'm just, I'm just getting started. And I'm sitting back here going, beard. I've been doing this for 13 years. <laughs> like, and then all of a sudden, like the, the word will get around of, Hey, Oh, Nick owns this. And just, it's, Oh, here you're the guy to talk to. No, not me, buddy. I'm just here to drink beer and shoot the shit with whoever wants to talk. Like uh, a million questions, but really, trust me, it's it's a very much judge. Everybody judges. the The true fact is, you judge something. You judge somebody within the first five seconds of meeting them. It's not. It's not a. It's not a because it's it's just a thing that automatically happens, right? Our brain judges. You you judge a dog or a cat whether it's going to be fearful within the first five seconds of seeing it, right? Am I comfortable with that dog? Am I not comfortable with that? Am I well, comfortable with that person? Am I not comfortable? It's just a gen- it, it, it's a genetic thing that happens that says, hey, this is how I'm going to judge you. Right? Well, I, I think it's different depending on the people. So like, you know, there are people that will sit there and look at somebody and go, well, you know, you might not be educated because, you know, you're a brown guy. Yeah. But you and I look at people and go, is that an asshole or not an asshole? I mean, that's <laughs> our judgment, literally. I mean, you know, I look at somebody and go, I don't think I like you. I think you're an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> and I know everybody looks at me and they're like, that guy's an asshole. I don't want to deal with him. That's true. And I'm okay with that. Yep. And then you hear the one asshole comment. You're like, that's our kind of asshole. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're exactly. That's the guy I want to talk yeah. to because that's the same type of <laughs> asshole as me. Um, so how long is it going to take you to get your doctorate? Um, three to five years. Three to five. Uh, the pro the program can be done in, um, three years um current i'm currently on like the four four and a half year track i'm taking a slow pace because i am working full-time and doing other things on top of my degree um if somebody else wants to roll up and like hold the fort down so that i can go to college full-time great but until then you know if i've got to juggle all the other aspects of my life then it's gonna take me a little while but uh i told myself by my 40th birthday uh i'm gonna have my doctorate so that gives me um, five years. That gives me Good a little less you. than five years. So yeah, so we're both almost. I mean, I'm almost thirty-five. You're thirty-five. So, um, 
I I'm 45. You are old as shit though. Thank you. Um so when now are you gonna you're not gonna make any more money? You're not doing you're literally just doing this for self-pride, self-everything. The oh, no, the, no, I mean I I'm doing it for self, but it also like I also plan future me as a millionaire. Okay. Future me is a millionaire. I just have to get from here to there. Um, So do I, do I need this degree to make more money? No. But am I going to use it to make more money? Absolutely. Okay. Um, And uh, so five years, how much, how much do you think? So you can get it done in three, which I like three years. But she's looking at four to four and a half. Yeah, but if she said if she finds somebody that can pay for it and so she can just go to school, I could loan this money, get her into the millionaire status, and then she could pay me back really high interest. I mean, she's okay with taking debt. I think I can make this happen. My wife will be a little irritated that I'm spending, what do you think, like 120000 bucks, and you just write over a $50,000 or a $500,000 check to me when you're done, when you make your first million? Like, I think that's a really good trade for me. <laughs> so, um, no, I always uh, looking for an angle. Always got to look for it, baby. No, it's uh, no, and that's great. Like use it, use it to your full advantage, right? Um, I I think, um, you're on the right track to. No, sorry, I want to get back to it before I jump to conclusions. Um, you've you've written down what your debts are and you're paying on it every month. Um, how long until you're out of debt? Um. It varies. So um, if I if I go at the little snail's place that I plugged into one of my calculators, it's three years. Um, that's just adding a couple hundred dollars extra a month. It's three years. Um, my current goal is to pay it down in one year. That's just a personal goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be able to increase my, uh, it's like, well, I am working on increasing my income to make that possible. I want to pay back, you know, the friends and family that loaned me money to make this move and, uh, you know, take care of my life after the divorce and then um, get the creditors off my back, you know, and be able to walk further in my life, you know, debt free from like basically my past life. I'm not afraid of taking on debt, especially for business ventures, especially, you know, you can leverage other people's money, particularly at low interest rates for like real estate investment and other stuff like that. I'm absolutely not opposed to taking on business debt, but as far as my personal debt goes, I definitely want to get out from under that. Sure. Um, You know, I say we talk about the using other people's money at low interest. Um, Whenever you meet those people, send them my way because I currently I'm paying 11% in interest. Um, so, but I have, I have a friend who she, she's, she's a female in my industry and literally just has this ability to get mom and pops people to lend her money for like two to 3%. And I'm like, I don't understand how you do it. And she'll come up and be like, Oh yeah, I got 150,000 bucks for 3%. They just want to see me succeed. And I'm like, what? like I'm over here paying 11, like <laughs> damn me. But you know, she, she gets away with it. So whenever you find the people you're talking about to give low interest debt for businesses, I'm all about it. I'll make you a millionaire by finding me cheap money. Hmm. See, there you go. Uh, my wife's found, my wife's <laughs> found people to give low interest rates. Yeah. Yeah. Small business administration. Yeah, It has to be a million dollars and it's actually not small anymore. They're just like a percent or less than the regulars now. Hold on. She got a great. It was rate. back then, though. Interest rate yeah, 3%. It was 
Yeah, it was uh pandemic. Yeah. So it's way different, but yeah. Um, interest rates now suck ass yeah. and they're going up it's got quoted seven seven point seven yeah they're going up another quarter percent raise at the next uh meeting three supposedly coming up but uh, i think it'll just be a quarter anyway um so sorry when you're when you're working on your debt you're paying a couple hundred extra are you doing it you're, you said you're doing it basically the the snowball effect so the smallest one to get your wins um now, walk me through the co- a conversation with a credit card company to lower your interest rate, if you wouldn't mind. Um, so, uh, as I've mentioned in some of my videos, it varies based on who you are talking to. Um, Discover was my favorite interaction. Um, it's very much a person. Uh, it was very personable. Um, now, one of the things that I leveraged uh, was the... COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, if you look up the website to whatever credit card company you're talking about, there's usually a, you know, like a section that's like, I need help to pay my bills or whatever like that. And a lot of them um, instituted uh, options due to the COVID-19 pandemic after a whole bunch of people got laid off and things like that. And some of those programs are still in pay in place. So I was just like, and it was absolutely factual. Um, the job that I moved to Virginia for between after we went remote and everything, it just kind of went to a head. Um, I ended up having to leave that job and losing, you know, a very, very good, strong salary. Um, So I've just been like, hey, um, I typically always mention due to the COVID-19 pandemic, I'm, you know, I've, I've had a decrease in income and I'm looking to see what I can do. Um, a lot of them will ask you, you know, how long do you expect this to last? And one of the things that I am personally working on is um, being more aware of what I say and what I speak over my life and I'm out here trying to be a millionaire so I don't want to be like like I don't want to tell these companies oh yeah I'm not gonna have you know I'm gonna be broke for the next year or whatever just to get them to lower my interest rate um (laughs) but I will um choose my words carefully depending on how the conversation is going and but honestly be honest if you genuinely think hey my job's not going to get any better tell them that if it's going to be three months or six months or if you're like hey i just need like a 90-day break while i get some things in order tell them that usually um the companies that i've talked to i've talked to discover i've talked to citibank i've talked to capital one i've talked to wells fargo uh i've talked to chase (laughs) um and typically there's like a three month six months or a 12 month situation um and a couple of cards um it's a couple of the store cards that i opened when i was like 18 and fresh out like got my first job got a little bit of money and i opened the store cards like they get you and and um my wife did the same thing (laughs) Uh, and I used them wisely, like 18 year old me used them wisely. And I had a great credit score, um, back then, 
you know, in 2008. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, <laughs> things happened. Uh, and now I don't need them anymore. So it's just like, if I need to close this card to get 0%, okay, you know, or if I need to, uh, whatever I need to say to get like 9.9% as opposed to the 29 or the 26% yeah. interest. Um, you know, it's just like, yeah, you know, this is going to be a six month ordeal or uh, this will be, you know, a 90 days. Um, like Capital One was the least um, amenable. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was well, a very mechanical conversation. It was very, almost like I could I could feel them clicking the buttons on the screen and putting <laughs> you know, stuff into their calculator. Um, Wells Fargo was the same thing, but at least it felt like I was talking to a person and not a robot. I mean, no, no, no shade to the um, cow of the one person. I was talking to an actual person, but it was a very mechanical robotic conversation. Sure. And that's and that's hard. You know, I. I was applying for, I do have a credit card. I think actually I do. I, I have, think I have a Lowe's one. Well, it's a technical, it's a Lowe's accounts receivable and they did send me a physical card, but I, it's all ran through the computer system. So I have a card if I need it, but I don't know if I could use it outside of Lowe's. I've never thought that way. Probably not. Um, but anyway, so that being said is, you know, it was like, Hey, they're asking questions like, Oh, how much money, how much money did you spend? You know, last year, what do you project to be spending this year? And I'm like, I'm just like you what do I project to spend $5 million fucking dollars? What, like that, that's my projection, baby. Like, what is it actually going to be? I don't know. Somewhere close to like 2 million. Right. But like, what I, if you ask me what I want, baby, I want $5 million. Like let's go. And, and you know, the more I have, the more I'm going to buy. So do you know the bank that prompted the bankruptcy when it finally happened? Chase. Nope. Wells Fargo. Discover. Nice. I I got a process server. They handed me the paperwork. Oh, for years. Yeah. yeah. You're going you're going to court. And I went, the fuck I am. Yeah. And I filed bankruptcy the next Monday. So my my question is, all right, let's and do you know your numbers pretty well? Uh numbers for uh like, your your cards, I guess, and like how much you owe and what your payments were and what they are now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so I you want to discover was a really good one, right? Um that the one that's the one that worked with you really well? Yes. Okay, so you went from 29 to you mentioned like 9.9% mm-hmm. interest. Okay. So tell me what your numbers were to what your numbers are now. Walk me through that like your your best one and what you did and what you have. Does that make sense? Um so as far as like you mean interest rate numbers? Payment, or, like, okay, so if, if your interest rate was 29 and you were paying 1500 and now your interest rate is 10% or, nine, you know, 9.9, and now your payment's 500 and did they knock your debt off? Like, how did, like, or did they just change the interest rate and change your payment for you? So they just um, changed the interest rate and the amount, the required minimum payment. So as long as uh, I could afford to, if I could afford to maintain my previous minimum payment with the lower interest rate and the lower, you know, required payment, way more of it's going to um, the actual principal. And that is um, the way it's worked on. I think, yeah, all of the cards that I was able to negotiate, that's basically how it was. They lowered my like required minimum interest payment. There. Let me say that again. They lowered my interest rate. And then with that, the required minimum payment. And then I can just 
keep paying the old payment and more of it goes to principal. Sure. So um, I think with Discover, it was um, around 26%. I don't have it right in front of me. That's close. Uh, but with um, because and what was the payment on 26%? Um, it was around 170. 170 and, a month. Okay. Yeah. And so, 26%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so now it's, I think I pay them like $79 a month is the required. So you saved $100 just for minimum payment. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what's your new interest rate? It's 9.99%. Okay. So 19, you saved 15% in interest. Mm-hmm. 16. I mean, 16, 26 to 10, basically. Yeah. So 16% in interest. And it saved you a hundred dollars, and now you can still make that payment of one hundred and seventy because you were paying your minimums. But now you have a hundred extra dollars going towards that principal. Mm-hmm. Like that's absolutely huge. That's huge. And say now doing that across multiple cards. How many? So how many cards? Four. I think I kind of heard in there. Chase, Wells Fargo. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know we don't need to get uh, that much detail. Yeah, um, I had I had several. I had several. Oh, it was definitely sure. more than four. Um, wow. You know, um, yeah. Uh, over the years, it just, you know, one thing led to another, led to another. And, um, you know, you look up one day and you're like, oh, crap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that was Discover. Uh, I worked with Citibank and I was able to get a 0% interest on one of the cards that they owned. And no shit. It, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, what were you at? Um, both of those were previously store cards, like department store cards, sure. uh, and those department stores of have gone by the wayside. <laughs> say JC Penny. Penny's <laughs> <laughs> still out there, but some of those <laughs> other ones are not. Yeah. Go, no. So um, okay, so they took they took two store cards. Um, mm-hmm. So examples of that would be JC Penny's or Sears, uh, Sears or, or Gap or Old Navy, Macy's. Places that would give you an introductory, hey, get 40% off your first purchase in, mm-hmm. when you sign up for this credit. So those types of cards, you had two of those, two of those businesses have passed. So Circus, Circus, Circuit City. City. Yeah, Circuit City. <laughs> um, okay, so they passed and then they gave you a 0% interest. Yeah, so on one of the cards, I was able to get 0% and the other one, they dropped it down to 9.9%. So those went from like 120, 120 to $130 payments to... Um, I think like $75, $80 payments plus amazing. the lower interest rates. Yeah. And the one is 0%. That's principal only. Mm-hmm. Like they, they've already admitted they've taken so much of your interest. Yep. You've already paid back the principal and now they're just willing to take back what you owe in, in interest that you've earned already and just call it a wash. Yes, because my store cards specifically um, were the ones that I opened, that those were my first two credit cards that I opened. So they were 17 years old. I have at the interest rates, I have paid for that debt like four times over. Holy cow. Um, so yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, just pay the balance. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. you've already gotten a mortgage's worth of money from me. Um, have, so. have you tried to just settle the debt? That is an option. Um, however, that is a path that I personally chose not to go. Um, you for, tell us why? It was um, argue. It's like I I think some people would call it a point of pride um, that 
I'm just like, I, I spent this money. And while I realized that I am absolutely being raped, raked over the coals in uh, interest um, and it's egregious, I agreed to the terms and his terms and conditions with a sober mind and I knew what I was doing and I knew what I was doing when I spent this money so I'm going to pay this money back I'm going to pay down these debts that's why I chose not to file for bankruptcy even though that was an option for several years of my life it's like I was financially insolvent um I was just like I am going to increase my income and pay off these debts as just a personal point for me it's like that's the energy that I want to put into the universe uh, for me personally now and now I'm like bankruptcy is an absolutely fantastic tool for those who plan to go that route and honestly court like it personal bankruptcy is nothing like courts and companies may want to make you feel like a terrible person for filing bankruptcy and I'm like if I personally file bankruptcy oh boo hoo <laughs> it's nothing like I'm not putting tens of thousands of employees out of business I'm not you know you know out of a job I it's it's me I might at best you know lose my house and I end up as a tax write-off for bad debts for all of these multi-billion dollar companies so personal bankruptcy if that's your thing do it you know like this is not financial advice don't take it as such you know disclaimer there but uh, there's absolutely nothing wrong with filing bankruptcy there's absolutely nothing wrong with settling your debt that's simply not the path that i chose so bankruptcy was way better before bush and i know this for a fact because i filed bankruptcy before bush i can't say it was before bush he was in office but the bankruptcy standards changed in like 2004 and when i filed i filed chapter eight which you know absolved all my debts and I remember going in and, you know, we did it ourselves because we didn't have money for an attorney. And the judge was awesome with us. And I remember looking at my wife at the time and going, would we ever do this again? And she goes, hell no, we're never doing this again. This, we are learning from this. This sucks. We feel awful. Never again. Sure. But there were at least two sets of people in there that were filing for the second time. Yeah. And you can only file once every eight years or seven years or whatever it is. You know, and that's, you know, there's the option of having that, right? I mean, we always, I don't want to say joked. We've always joked and had that conversation with my wife and I, if, if one of us becomes terminally ill, everything goes into the other's name. Yeah. And we literally open as many credit cards as possible um, with as much debt as possible. And we get divorced. Um mm -hmm. And then we live just in a life that would, it's funny, everybody talks about this whole little YOLO life. No, at that point, we would live YOLO, right? Because like, I'm, you know, one of the two of us is passing and, and the debt's just going to go with you. We're no longer married. We'll still love each other until the end. And if she miraculously gets good, she'll go into bankruptcy and then we'll be all right after that. But, um, you know, it's sad that you have to think that way, right? In America. Um, well, even me, when, you know, I was trying to die, yeah. everything I have is beneficiary. Nothing is going to the estate. Nothing. Fact. Because I don't want anything to go through probate. Probate. Yep. Uh, it will, no matter what. But um, It will, but at that point, I have know. nothing. So now, Rachel, do you have any, do you have any dependents, children? Nope. nope. I'm rocking it solo. Okay. Um, and now you're in Virginia. Are you currently renting? Do you own a house? What's your, are you renting a room? Are you, what are you doing? 
Um, I am currently, I, I own my home. Well, you know, Good. bank owns my home. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I'm looking at fixing it up, clearing that out so I can start renting that out. Um, either get, you know, a regular tenant or Airbnb if I can't stand to have somebody else in the house, like constantly, uh, air, you know, part-time oh. rental is absolutely an option. And that, um, especially with the rental market around here, um, I chose to buy because the rent, uh, they were raising the rent on my apartments as, you know, a lot of people have suffered. And I was at the time in a good financial position um, and I leveraged a USDA loan to do um, zero down and yeah. bought my house um, that way using a USDA home loan. Um, and my mortgage is now less than my rent would be and I have twice as much space. That's great. Now, why don't you rent out some rooms? Yeah, I'm, I'm working on that. Um, I had a roommate uh, up until a few months ago, um, but after they moved out, now I've got to, you know, clean up my space, fix some things around the house, uh, and then I can rent it back out. Say, sounds like I'm coming to Virginia, and we're going to make you successful. Um, <laughs> I'm going to make this happen. That's my... I mean, she's doing pretty well without you, honestly. I'm saying for rentals. Uh, no, she's going to go make her money in her way. I'm talking about the rental space. Um, she got to fix things up. I say... I'm going to make this an Airbnb. I'm going to stay in the Airbnb. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, all right. So now are you in, are you in car debt? Are you in, so you're in house debt. Are you in car debt? No, the car is paid off. Okay. Um, and then just the, the other personal debts now college, I know that you're not going to go into debt for your doctor. Are you in college debt for masters and before? Um, I, thankfully came out pretty good. I only went into debt for my master's degree. The last uh, couple of semesters, I took on some debt. Amazing. So, um, I, oh, oh, if I had, if I had to do it all over again, I would have made different decisions. Uh, I did, you know, what they, they tell you to do. I stayed at home with my parents during my undergrad. I went to, I did uh, the two years at a community college and then did a four-year university um, to get the rest of my degree. And there was, at one point, I was on the payroll at three different jobs. There was, you know, one point where I was getting 45 minutes of sleep and uh, my undergraduate, those four years of my life were a nightmare. Um, <laughs> and there's so much of it, I honestly don't even remember. So my ex if I had to do it all over again, um, I would have definitely made some different decisions. Would I have necessarily taken on a bunch of debt? Mm, probably, pro probably not actually, no, like not, not pro probably not. Um, but I definitely would have uh, made some different decisions, including going to the college that I actually wanted to go. I mean, a degree is a degree, ar arguably, in a lot of spaces. Um, some people will argue that it does matter, but um, I would have definitely taken on a little bit of debt to uh, move out of my hometown and go see more of the world and experience a few things. Like, that would have been worth it to me. Yeah, and and I, trust me, like, I have those regrets because, like, to tell people how poor I was, I just didn't understand how poor we were, right? Like, I couldn't afford to go away to college because I couldn't afford to even drive to get there, if that made any sense. Uh, you know, full disclosure, like, I, again, I'm stupid. Everybody knows this, but I actually had a scholarship opportunity to Cornell University um, for a bowling scholarship, right? Like, and, um, but I 
like looking at it, I'm sitting here going, okay, like I can't afford to live because I never, my, my mom was great at one thing, teaching me that debt was not a good thing. Right. Mm -hmm. She, she, it was funny because the banks closed on Sundays. So like if she didn't take money out of the bank on Saturday or whatever, we couldn't do anything on Sunday. So like we stayed home and that's what we did. Like, because we just had no money to do it. She didn't have debit cards. My mom got a debit card. It's probably been a couple of years now, but like she finally has a debit card. Right. Like, and so, you know, I was looking at it going, I can't even drive to get myself to this college to even get myself in a dorm. How am I expecting to go do this? Um, which saved me a bunch of college debt. Right. I did kind of the same thing you did. I went to half a year of, you know, a community college and then a year of four year degree college. Um, one on a bowling scholarship, one on a, just because, and I worked, you know, you 45 minutes, like that's really low. I remember I had an hour and 45 of if I could sleep and then I would school all day and then two hours of sleep and then work my 10 hour shift and then four hours of sleep and then school and then work and then it would rotate so i'd have like two hours every other day and then a four-hour block of sleep and i remember being exhausted and just you know because i also didn't want to go to school for like 50 years right i told myself yeah i'm gonna get this done so i took you know 28 credit hours or whatever it was um you know i, I did take some college that on for a couple of minutes um you know i just it wasn't much right it was enough to where like i stayed at home worked for a couple of weeks and paid off my debts. So like, it was just like, all right, cool. And I didn't even know it's funny because we, we did a college debt episode and I didn't even know what I was signing. That's how stupid I was. They're like, Hey, no, in order for you to go here, you got to sign this. And that's how all of them are. We'll just take care of it. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, and like, cause it wasn't presented. If it was presented to me as a credit, as credit or a credit card, I would have never gone to college. Right. They're just like, Nope, Nope. Like, this is how you do it. This is how you pay for your class or whatever. And then it's just this. And I was like, well, I can pay for my class as I go. And they're like, no, just, and it was, I don't remember exactly how it was worded. All of a sudden, I just know that I had debt, right? And that's stupid me. Like Again, they kept giving my daughter loans. Right, exactly. And I kept calling the loan office Thank and saying, you. fuck you and your loans. Yeah. And I remember, okay, here's, here's how it worked for me. Um, I w I've always been a cheap person. So I I'd hop online and get like the foreign edition of my school book because it was cheaper. And then my friends were bragging because, and this is, I remember this because my buddy's like, yeah, I just got a king size Reese's to trade in my $150 science book. And I'm like, I paid $7 and 50 cents off of online for the same book. And, you know, back then printing paper was five cents a page. So I was like, dude, let me get your book. I can just go make the next two chapters of copies. And he's like, that's $3. And I was like, Okay, so if I make a copy of the whole entire book, it's 12 bucks. Like, I don't really care. Like, you have to stand there and flip the pages. And I was like, again, didn't spend 150 bucks. Yeah, but they'll buy it back. The one they bought back for, for $20. They bought, no, it was like five usually. It was a king size Reese's for one of them. They're like, oh, we can't buy it back. You can give it to us. And here, you can pick any king size candy bar you want. And I was like, gotta be fucking shit. Like, I, at that moment, I knew I was in the wrong industry. And like, I, I almost opened, we have a Brian's books. I don't know if that's like a national thing. I don't think we do anymore. CC used I, to have it. They did. They, I think they closed. But like, that's what I want to open, right? Like so, I want to open a bookstore for college kids that are dumb enough that their parents are, but it's only going to say your parents have to be dumb enough to fucking buy this. It can't at, be your debt. At least half of my textbooks. Yeah. I never opened. Of course not. 
never had to. When I was in college, I intentionally, the, the professor would yell at me, oh, you guys have to have your textbooks. You have to have your textbooks. And like three weeks would go in and I'm like, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it until we actually use it. And they'd be like, hey, where's your textbook? Where, where are you looking at this? And be like, oh man, I don't know. My dog ate it, right? <laughs> like, and I, my dog ate the entire textbook. Well, it's funny. Actually, the dog actually did eat one one time. And I came in with like a bunch of ripped pages and he like looked at it and he's like, I'm going to fucking believe you. Like I've never had anybody bring that in. And I was like, yeah. Also the, ex- the, the cord to plug my laptop in is chewed. So if I can get 12 bucks to get a new cord, that'd be great. Right? Like I was so broke. Um, I remember being so cheap. Like my brother had a motorcycle. I borrowed it because it was cheaper gas. And I drove in the snow with a motorcycle to get to college and I'd bundle up like crazy and then drive back with all my stuff in the saddlebag because it'd be nice during, but yeah, I have no, I had no business going to college because I was so broken. I, you know, I was going for bowling. I wasn't going for anything else. Yeah. You weren't worried about learning. I <laughs> know. Um, all right. So sorry, Rachel, we, again, we tangent like crazy. Um, what's the best decision you've made for your debt journey? Um, Definitely calling the companies and renegotiating my interest rates. Yeah. Um, because there have absolutely been times where I've um, been late on my payments. I've never been 30 days late. And uh, in, in 17 years of history, I've never been 30 days late. I always, sometimes I slide in there at like day 28, uh, but I've never got a ding on my credit score for that. But after most of them, after like day 10, day 15, they start calling you three times a day. Really? <laughs> a oh. lot a lot of them oh, uh, like that day 10 mark they might call you once that day 15 mark they start blowing your phone up um huh. I had and, no idea. yeah uh, but most there. of them if you call it just pick up the phone and call them um it's better if you can call them before you miss a payment um a lot of them i know uh i don't remember which company it was but there was one company that wouldn't talk to me until i missed a payment like i tried calling them before and being like hey i need to renegotiate things and they're like we won't do we can't do anything for you until you actually miss the payment date um so but a lot of them were willing they're like hey if you're in you know if something has happened if your financial situation has changed um and a lot of them, when it's your credit card debt, they do it annually. They're like, update your income so we can, you know, reevaluate your credit or whatever that you get the little pop up online sometimes. Um, but yeah, just give them. Um, I wish that I had just thought of that sooner and been willing to face it instead of just being like, um, oh, just gonna, you know, set, set them you know, piles of statements in the corner, you know, the ones that still came paper. Most of them are e-statements. It's just like, oh, I'm just going to delete this email. I know when the payment is <laughs> <laughs> um, um, But yeah, if I had just called them sooner, I could have saved myself so much in interest if I had just started this, you know, faced up to it sooner. Sure. I, I think with debt, it's one of those things that people are just embarrassed by. They don't like but it's out there and they feel ashamed. So instead of dealing with it, like you did, they just kind of ignore the whole thing. Cause I mean, I remember when, you know, I had massive amounts of debts. I just stopped answering the phone. And that's the thing. Unfortunately, it didn't make anything go away. Trust me, which is why I filed bankruptcy. But again, I, you know, you, you have to, at some point, engage in those conversations and and hopefully 
your creditors will work with you. I mean, obviously you had really good luck with that. And even though you don't like um, talking on the phone, you, you got to win there by doing it. And total, I probably spent 45 minutes on the phone. Like, between everybody that I call, if I totaled all of the phone calls up, and some some cases I did call multiple times um, for this down here, but um, it wasn't it wasn't long phone calls. And ultimately, the other person I've worked in customer service long enough, the person on the other end of the phone is just somebody who's probably making a few dollars above minimum wage, and it's not personal. They don't know who yeah. you are. You're calling number 182735, you know. Um, they're not judging you, at least not on a, you know, on a personal level like that, because they don't know you. They're just out there doing their job. They're listening to your answers. They're clicking the buttons on the computer screen, and they're doing what the corporate overlords tell them to do. Oh, absolutely. Um, so it's like, don't be afraid to um, just call and talk to somebody. So I want to make sure we, we hit on this. So um, you started your business. Talk about it. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, Triforce Life Designs. Ultimately, I just want to help people. My, uh, my main focus is just millennial women. That's, you know, my perspective on life. That's where I come from. That's, you know, kind of my wheelhouse and help people better their lives to get out of some of the same situations that I've been in and get control of their finances. Like taking control of your finances can help you get out of situations that are bad or stressful or toxic, can get you out of those, um, you know, less than stellar relationships. If you aren't dependent on somebody for like, you, I got to split the rent with this person, I can't afford my own house, or I got to stay at this job, even though my boss is toxic. Uh, because, you know, I got bills to pay. It's like, okay, well, let's reevaluate your life so that we can get you into the life that you actually desire and deserve to be in. Um, so yeah, you can check out my website. It's moneydifferently.net. Um, and I do a free 30 minute consult. We can just talk about your life and your goals and see if there's a plan for you. Um, you can check out my stand store. That's got some really cute uh, resources. It's got the aspirational budget template so that you can design your dream life. It's on sale right now. Uh, you can check out my stand store. You can find me on social media, uh, Black Millennial Women. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. And there's um, some <laughs> interesting videos. And it's just about the life and times and trying to make it in this world. Sorry. Um, call me old as shit. Stan store s-t-a-n yes s-t-a-n dot store slash black millennial woman and it's just one of those like link in bio type thing link in tr link trees type thing um it's got a couple downloadables that are on sale right now um uh i guess what is Stan store um it's just a digital store at storefront where you can um 
sell digital products uh, largely. A lot of creators are starting to use that now, similar to um, a link tree. You can link your website. Um, you can sell products directly from the store. Uh, and doing a lot of other. Uh, it has a lot of other creator tools. So it's like a digital version of Etsy. Yes. Okay. Um, huh. and that's pretty cool. I sorry, I I've literally never heard this website before in my life. Uh, so that's pretty awesome. Well, yeah, if you check out mine, there's also an affiliate Things. link, you know, if you want to yeah. sign up. <laughs> no, like I, I literally like when I tell people like I am I mean I do have a Facebook. I do. So I'm not 90. My grandpa doesn't have a Facebook. You're but, still like a 90 year old millennial. Well, like oh I, I am because like my wife's grandma had it. And, yeah, right. So like and her Oma has one. Yeah, I really like I am so I mean if for a young man you're an old man. Oh my gosh, yes. And I sure I, I do use Facebook for that, but like I would be I would still be completely fine with a flip phone. Okay. Like people have no idea how much I would still be okay with this. The hardest part would be Google for me. Um, because like I do I, I just pop a random idea in my head and I'm like, ooh, what is it? My my kid, I have a seven-year-old. Dad, how much does an average bouncy ball weigh? Fuck, I don't know, but you know who does? Google. <laughs> Holy shit, it's like four ounces. Oh, uh, you know, so we, we Google the greatest things because I want her to have all this knowledge. Well, even like the TikTok people we find. Yeah. The only one that you've ever personally reached out to was Drew from last week. Didn't I reach out to Adam? I think I reached out to oh, Adam. Okay. I think you tagged me and then I reached out to Adam because that's what you do. You tag me. Yeah, David does the work. I found Rachel. I found Jesse yeah. the Millennial Money Witch. Yeah, which you we, should. Do you know Jesse the Millennial Money Witch? No, but that sounds so cool. I need she to is, like, go follow her. She is fantastic. <laughs> uh, we've had her on a couple times. She went viral because of a BuzzFeed article because, you know, it was one of those stupid things of, well, millennials, they just won't give up their avocado toast or their, you know, $8 coffee or whatever that shit is. And, and she literally went on a tirade about what millennials really want in the workplace. And it's not a fucking pizza party. Yes. Oh gosh. Yes. I mean, I'm all about a pizza party, but it better come with like a $500 bonus with it. Yeah. But so money, money, which, and you honestly might find her very useful, especially, oh, absolutely. especially in growing your business, because she's very much about, and, and getting your doctorate, she's about, Hey, how to network and then how to put this all out there to find your dream job and do the, and we don't know all of it. We just, we've, well, she's a time. lawyer by trade. Yeah. Very much an introvert, but has had to become extroverted because, you know, everything she's done is through networking. And she's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have her on in another month or so. Business coaching she yeah. talks about and things like that. So it might be something that you two could collab on, do something awesome. I think, um, and, and TikTok is really fun for us. Yeah. I, I'm finding that I'm, I want to sound pompous. I'm better off than most people my age financially. You financially, you are. And so, like, looking at it, just going, oh my God, like, to me, this is just normal. It is a normal fucking thing. Like, I hear about these debts and, like, quote me or, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think it's what seven or eight credit cards per person is what a normal person oh, probably yeah. has, right? Like, and so, like, when you tell me, when I say four and you're like, oh, it's more than that, I'm like, all right, is it more than eight? Because, like, are you above the average or are you the average line? Because I didn't realize. I have eight in my credit, in my wallet right now. Which is mine. Okay. I Ask have, me how much I carry a balance on. How much do you carry a balance? None. None. Right. But, like, it, you know, looking at my wallet, 
Um, I now have I have my business card, mm-hmm. which isn't a credit card. It's a it's just a checking account with my business. Yep. It is my personal debit card. You have to look. I do. I want to show. Oh, uh, actually, I think I can get rid of this one because it used to be a HELOC card. Sure can. So that one's gone. Um, I no longer have that HELOC. That HELOC's closed. Um, and what is What's this that? one? Oh, my vacation card. Your vacation card. I do have a vacation account. Um, <laughs> to think about that. Sorry. So, right, like, I have two cards that I use on a daily basis. But are they credit cards? Not credit cards at no. all. Not anything. Like, if, if I swipe the card, I have the money. Okay, that's the hardest thing is is being in my position. You're, you're talking about renovating your house. If I try to do a $10,000 renovation or more, I have to call my bank and get approval to get all of my materials paid for. They just have to open my my line because I'm only allowed to spend $10,000 on my personal debit card a day. Um, and I can take $1,000 out of a bank or something like that. So when I go buy a car or something like that, and I'm going to, I'm going to, pay like i just have to call and go hey this is what it is i need you to open my line so that way i can just swipe this it takes time but it's fine um you know if i if i go to anywhere i I'm just like hey I'm, I'm leaving please make my credit line you know higher for for three days i'm going here please do that and so to me it doesn't it, i'm just so used to having to call and do this where i didn't realize people had that whole life of <laughs> all right this isn't horrible uh this this card expired three of 22 okay <laughs> like just Not too like, bad uh we talked about it on one episode i had a card that was five years expired i just never <laughs> used it um but right and, and so like i i love doing interviews with people like you because it's just hey you have a different life that you've lived than what i have I'm just very hyper-focused and, and call it self-centered, whatever. Like I'm just very focused on me. Like what you do in your life never affects me until I interview you or until I see you and you put it out there for me to see, right? If you put it out there, I will watch. I will go, Hey man, this, and I will give so much. It's funny because I'm a giver and I give so much advice and people are like, no, you're dumb. And I was like, I don't care what you think. Like, bro, I'm doing this. <laughs> like I wake up in the morning and I eat whatever the heck I want not always good, but it's a, you know, um, I, I, I can go drop my kid off and go back to bed and still be okay in life. Right. <laughs> um, and so I look at it and just say, Hey, this is, this is very, this is a fascinating thing. I, and we teach what you do, except for we actually, I love your pride. I do. And you can, again, as you said, you can call it what you want. But we definitely teach people we're cheap, save your money and then just pay, like call an offer a payoff because I you, think about it. If you did $2,000 worth of debt with a credit card, right? And you've paid $8,000 and you've given them $6,000 worth of interest. And that's not money they, sh- yeah, you agreed to it. But to me, these are billion dollar companies. I don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. Take my money and leave. So story time. <laughs> um. To tell you how cheap both of us are, um, I get interest on my bank accounts. One of them, you have to make 10 purchases a month to get your interest on. I make 10 purchases a month. I go and I pay on a medical debt one cent 10 times. And that gets me my 10 transactions. And I don't use that card again the rest of the month. And I get my interest. 
somebody else here had a dental bill. It was like $85. And he called and he goes, what do you do if I pay it off all right now? And they go, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, I want a discount. And they go, it's $85. We're not giving you a discount. And he goes, all right, well, just so you know, I'm going to pay a dollar a month until it's paid. And they went, excuse me? And he goes, I'm going to pay you a dollar a month until it's paid, unless I get a discount. And they went, can you hold, please? And they put him on hold, and they come back, and they go, um, what are you looking for? He goes, I don't give a shit. Give me five bucks. You give me five bucks off? I'll pay it all right now. He paid 80 bucks for his dental bill. Yeah. And that's because we we love to practice what we preach yeah. for the most part, right? Um, and that's the that's the big key to us. Like, I'm going to tell you to call, and, and I will call every day. The only debt I have not been good at actually getting them to cut down on is real estate. Yeah. I cannot get any, and I love to screw with them so much. But, and the also, the other thing is, is some of them now they're assholes. If you call to get a payoff, it costs you $50 to get a payoff uh, because they have to do their paperwork and all that. So you have to know how much it is, but like, I'll call them and be like, Hey, can I cut down my debt? Hey, if I pay you a lump sum, will you take, will you take less? Nope. 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 You, you I'm like, man. So if you ever figure out a hack of how to call a mortgage company and get to be able to pay it off, I'll be the happiest person, you know? Um, I'm thinking about paying one off right now because I just switched companies again. Just got used to their stupid app. It was great. I just log in, done. And then now I'm going to log into their website and remember my new password. And they made me use emojis and shit. I'm just like, like, I don't have time for this. It takes me like five hours to pay one bill. It annoys me. So I'm thinking about paying it off just because I'm, I'm annoyed by it. Just so you know, Rachel, this is a guy that goes to the bank to pay his mortgages every month with cash. Yep. It would work for you. Yep. That's exactly it. Right? Like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, and, and the worst part is, is I'm glad I do it. And it probably wouldn't get screwed up if it was done the other way. But um, you talked about Chase. I went into Chase and I paid five mortgages, let's just say. And uh, all of a sudden I got a email my my stuff's due on the 15th. I mean, I pay everything on the first, maybe the second, depending on what day it lands on. Um, I get an email on like the 17th or something. Hey, we see you haven't paid this this debt or, you know, haven't made a payment. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I paid all this. Um, and then I call up and it's like 11 o'clock at night. No, oh, it shows you paid 1400 bucks over here, but this one's empty. And I was like, the payment over here is 700 and 700. Do you really think I just said, you know, I hate this property now. I'm not paying on it, but I'm going to double pay on this one. Like, oh, we can see that that's our fix. We're going to take care of it. It won't hurt your credit. It won't do anything. I was like, of course it won't hurt my credit. I literally, you know, I can sue you for this. Like plain and simple, you screwed it up, not me. But um, that's why I go in and pay so I can hold somebody accountable. And I walk straight into the bank the next day and I go, look, this is what you did. You've now wasted seven minutes of my life. I have more anxiety and stress. Don't let it happen twice. And the teller's like, Oh, you're really on this stuff. Yes, this is my life you're talking about. <laughs> like, um, so Rachel, I I want to figure out. Okay, so you you specialize in millennial women for your business, mm-hmm. but you're open to anybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and is it strictly is it strictly credit card debt or is it all debts of all sorts? Um, it is any personal finance 
So I need personal financial debt. Okay. So, uh, and not just debt, it's your whole financial lens. Like, what do you want to do with your, your life as a whole? Uh, because money affects every aspect of your life, uh, whether we like it or not. Um, Cash rule everything around me. That's what's up. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, I know for us, like, you're the real estate guy. I'm the investment guy. Very much. Um, so let's say I come to you and I'm like, hey, I got an extra five grand. What do I do with that? You have stuff for me? Do I have stuff for you? Um, I have a referral for you. If okay. you want specific investment advice, um, that is not my wheelhouse. And I'm happy to refer you Perfect. to somebody who is licensed in your state to do that. Um, I will focus more on um, your mindset, um, helping you to believe that you can get out of the situation that you were in, um, building a plan to get you out of that situation and uh, helping you execute that plan. Um, so if you're looking for me to niche down a little bit. No, and that's and that's great. Like, um, I love that you know where your business is and where you want to be. Um, so you say you want to be a millionaire, um, or not? You want to be? You're going to be? Excuse me, I don't want to say it in the negative term. You're going to be. Uh, what steps are you taking besides opening a business to get there? Um, again, paying down my debts helps because now I can then. The, the money that was throwing at debts, I can then invest um, because there's not a whole lot of investments that are going to net you like 20% plus interest, you know, and that, that money is being eaten up by those debts. So it's uh, investment accounts, looking at real estate, um, working with other businesses, doing partnerships, um, and just expanding my own brands and companies. Um, no, don't do real estate. It's for suckers uh um, again <laughs> one of our favorite guests steve steve yeah says the best, best investment. investment he ever made was real estate yep. and i i think that for steve's time it's true you don't uh, think it's true now i think that the way that is being educated and the way that it's being talked about anybody the normal person that buys real estate will fail and i mean that in the most respectful way Right. They're just saying, hey, go buy real estate. So you're abnormal. You you have to like you have to just understand so much of the numbers. You have to understand where this stuff is. Like success isn't just, oh, I own this and somebody pays me rent and great. They're covering the bill. Like I earned that little bit. Like I I, I there's so much more to it, right? Like and again, I don't own a million properties because the things I own are needles in a haystack. Like I, I, I don't, I, the, I see people just, oh, hey, I bought, you know, bought a $300,000 place and it brings in three grand. That's great. But like, what are your taxes? What is this? Well, you know, we make $23 a month. Like, dude, like, what the fuck? Like, that's <laughs> not, no, that's not worth your time at all. Like, yeah, but, but, but it's building me equity, dude, your equity. Like, are you going to, are you going to pay $3,700 or I just got quoted $7,500 for a refi. I think $77,500, to be honest with you. You're going to pay $77,500 to go get a furnace? Well, no, I have a job right now. I could pay for the furnace if I absolutely need to. That's not a business running itself. That's just you fucking hoping and dreaming. Like, stop doing that. Right. Like, yes, you can out-earn things. And for the longest time, I built my business like, hey, I'm, I'm earning this extra money. I can It can pay for itself. But like, you're no, like that's not how you get long-term wealth. That's not how you build this business. That's not how you do it. And so I tell people all the time, like, 
real estate's just this new trend right now. And everybody thinks that everybody can do it and everybody should be in it. But the fact is, is people should not be in it. They shouldn't be doing it. You need to educate yourself so much. Those are the people looking for, you know, some quick money. And it's not, it's not quick money. It's, it's work. Right. And if you ask me, if you ask me for the normal person that wants to get into real estate, what should you do? Lend your fucking money. Mm-hmm. Well, why would I lend it if I can go do it? Dude, you're going to get 11%. I'm paying 11% right now to people to, to borrow your money. Right. So, and, and you have an asset that's, you've now figured out, Hey, is it good? Right. Like acquisitions is where you need to be or lending is where you need to be. It's one of the two, like, but really in the real estate field, don't be being a landlord, unless you own your house and you're house hacking and people are just happen to, and you can pay it yourself, but you happen to have rental or renters in your rooms. I'm fine with that. But really at the end of the day, you, there's a huge percentage that should not be investors. Well, again, me, I'm the type of guy that I'm willing to give you money. Yeah. I will give you money for a certain percentage of more money. Yeah, that's exactly it. And, and that's how it should be. Um, no, and I don't want to talk you out of it if that's what you want to do, but just under, and, and my favorite is there's always these business people that want to get into, oh, well, real estate's where it's at. No, your business is the one that made you money. Real estate's your passive that's going to, you'll get it eventually down the road and you hope it appreciates. If not, you hope it stays the same and you just had somebody else pay that two, $200,000 or whatever the price is. Like, then you go cash out five houses at a million bucks. You know, you put low in, low into it to get it. But really, it's just, I think I'm just irritated with the amount of things that I'm seeing for people <laughs> that are like, well, you know, I bought a, you know, a buddy of mine who owns a hundred fucking units. I love the kid to pieces. He's doing very, very well. Just texted me. This thing has a net operating income of $140,000 a year. They want $3.2 million to purchase. And I said, what are you talking about, dude? Like, yeah, but it doesn't have taxes and you can raise rent. And I was like, you've been in this business way longer than me. Like your family has history in this and you think this is an okay property? Yeah, but but the potential, Jesus, criminy. Like we don't buy on potential. <laughs> like we buy, we buy on facts and statistics and what is and what, you know, like I get if it's, if it's, if it's 300,000 and it's 3 million, and then you're got a potential of more, take that risk. It's whole, but no, you're you're doing for half of that. Yeah, you're doing one half of a percent. No. So sorry, another million nick tangent. So um no worries. Let me let me I guess I should have clarified what I said by real estate. Um because I know um my my money goes towards food largely. Like my my when we're talking about expenditures, like where my money goes. <laughs> I don't I don't look like it, but I love food. Um yeah. so a lot of and I also love traveling and I love traveling to go eat food. Um <laughs> all right. What say I know I'm gonna let you finish and then I'll ask a question. Um so like when I say real estate, I think uh, you touched on house hacking. Like, I don't need a whole lot of space in my house. And if I'm gone, why can't I rent out my house? You know, especially like because, uh, you know, a few nights or a part time renter, I could rent out part of my space for like two thirds of my rent uh, or two thirds of my mortgage while I'm gone to, you know, Mexico having margaritas on the beach or whatever I'm doing. 
Um, so that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like, and eventually I will buy a different house um, that meets different needs uh, that I want that I didn't, you know, address when I bought this house a few years ago. And I will probably keep this property and then, you know, rent this property out um, and have my other house. But like, as far as like some of the big, a huge other deal, no, nah, I'm just like, I'll have this house. <laughs> and, you know, like use some of the extra space because like, I don't need all the space in this house. Sure. Um, and I bought it with that in mind because it's, it's a split level house and I could absolutely rent out the top or bottom as completely separate units uh, to help go towards the mortgage. Sure. So like, that's what I'm talking about. No, and, that, and that's, you know, that's a, that's a great way to do it. It's a great way to, I mean, get the understanding of how to deal with people. Cause I tell people, if you can live with somebody as a landlord versus renting to them, I mean, you have to, you have to look at them on Fridays or however often they pay you and go, all right, money <laughs> say, um, you know, I think, uh, um, oh, so my question was before we wrap this up, um, best place you've traveled to for what food? Oh, the best place yeah. I have traveled to for what food? Um, mm, mm. That is difficult. Uh, I have had an excellent uh, Philly cheesesteak. I believe the place was called South Philly Cheesesteaks. It's outside. It's actually outside of Philadelphia. It's sure in this little... Um, it's a house turned restaurant. Um, it's super easy to miss, like coming off the highway. Excellent, excellent yep. Philly cheesesteaks uh, in Philadelphia. And then, of course, going to New, or New Orleans, um, you got to get some beignets. Yeah. Um, outside, like away from, like no shade to Cafe Du Monde, but there are other places. There are better yep. places to get beignets. Oh, I, uh, I say, I, I, Two years from now, I'm going to be in New Orleans. Um, where am I headed? I don't know. Uh, anyway, down that way. So, um, and so I'll, we'll definitely have to check that out. But you there's know, an I, Irish pub down there. That's what's um, up. That was, we spent so much time in that. <laughs> we Irish, spent, it was a good time. There's an Irish pub here. Actually, my wife and I forget where it is, but they have a smoked Reuben. Uh, you know, so smoked corned beef with with Reuben, and uh, it's just amazing. But we haven't found it again because we forgot where the hell we went. But it was just so good. I love Irish pubs. I love Irish food. I love Irish beer. Irish whiskey. Irish guy. Because we're talking about food. Yeah, I talked to the eye candy earlier. Yeah, and uh, we were talking about you know Mikey's bachelor party. Yeah, and literally we have formed this bachelor party around baseball and food, food and beer. Nice. Um, you got to go to that place that we went. I forget the name of it. I'll send it to you. The steak, the steak place or whatever. The sandwich shop. My brother and I yeah, went I to. Don't, I don't remember what that was. I know we're going to Harry Carey's and we're going to get a huge steak. Yeah. Spend way too much on it. Um, yeah. it's yeah. That's going to be a good time. Right, so I tell you what, no matter, no matter what people say. So we have a decent Hispanic community here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, but no matter what happens, the tacos don't taste the same unless you're in Mexico. The tacos down in Mexico. I was, I, I want to retire there. I want to live there. I want to be there. My wife has no want at this moment. Um, I think it's probably just because I would make her eat tortillas three meals a day. And she sometimes needs like, we were there for only seven days. And she's like, I kind of want Italian food. And I was like, 
we're not in Italy. <laughs> like, um, but after seven days of tortillas, I could see where she would get done. But me, I was like, nah, this is heaven. I wake up every day. I'm like, ah, let me get three eggs and some tortillas. <laughs> so, so anything else that you want to tell us, Rachel, before we uh, sign off here? Um, I don't know. This was, this was a fun time. Thank you for having me. Uh, so yeah. we, we really enjoyed having you. Um, thank you for being very open with, you know, your debts and, and your life and because there's people like you, right. There's people listening to two guys talk. We love to have people that ha- are literally doing it, living it and mm-hmm. are calling companies and I mean, I'm very proud of you for getting from 26 to 9.9, like, or getting from, uh, I forget what the other one was down to 0% interest, right? Like you're, you're doing the right steps. You're doing amazing. Like keep up the good work. Uh, the question we always ask is, uh, you, you have a goal of one year to three years. Um, I'm hoping for sooner than that. Um, would you love to come back on and have a chat with us and figure out an update of where you are? Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great um, because I hope that one year from now we literally have you on and you're like I'm debt free I'm fuck I'm flying it's it's been amazing um, we do always love to have our guests back um, we do. I, I did share millennial money which is TikTok with you oh so okay awesome you'll be able to check her out she's great um, you've been great absolutely love this conversation yeah I mean we love talking about getting out of debt yeah. That's one of our favorite things. So, and you know, the way we started, the way we finish it, baby, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. We really appreciate you guys staying with us this whole time. Uh, love to give a shout out to uh, Poptosis. Apoptosis. Apoptosis. Uh, raspberry wheat. It was great. I really I, enjoyed I myself. Too. David, thank you for the, the growler. Very welcome, my friend. Rachel, give one more plug to your business so people can find you, whatever you want to plug. Yes. Um, so my beer of choice, if you're ever in the Roanoke area, to check out um, Old Salem Brewing. Uh, I'm not affiliated with them. I just like their beer. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, Shameless plug there. And for me personally, uh, you can check me out, Black Millennial Women on TikTok and Instagram. Um, you can go directly to my website, moneydifferently.net uh, and book a free session with me. Let's talk about your future and redesign your money and redesign your life fantastic thank uh, you so much thanks for joining us guys we'll be back next week with something i i don't know if we have anything specifically planned but we will we do officially have something planned do we have something no but we'll oh. talk about it off air uh well yeah we have a few things that we need to discuss <laughs> right. so, thanks for joining us guys we'll talk to you soon in to box and brews you might hear something you can use like tips on your cash or tips on the suds you're gonna want to use the smarts of these stuff because they know the brews and they know the box and they know they can't help the stubborn fucks so listen up because shit's not funny and save yourself some beer money bucks and brews bucks and brews and brews bucks and brews